Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're gonna to be talking about the signs of thyroid problems in women. Now it is true that both men and women get thyroid problems. I'm not disputing that. But what I wanna focus on here today is the symptoms that women get because those symptoms are a little bit different than the symptoms that men will experience, okay? And this has to do with hormones and it'll make a lot more sense as we jump into this. Okay, so let's get started with the symptoms. So the first one I wanna talk about is menstrual changes or menstrual irregularities. So what happens with your thyroid is it helps to control really important sex hormones in women, including estrogen and progesterone. Now, how it impacts those hormones determines sort of why it's impacting negatively the menstrual cycle, as well as your ability to conceive, which we're gonna talk about in just a second. So what's happening to those hormones? Well, when your thyroid decreases, so you have low thyroid, it's going to cause a increase in estrogen or estradiol and a decrease in progesterone. It's also gonna cause a gap in between those two things to widen, which can lead to signs and symptoms of something called estrogen dominance. But what happens is as your body is altering your estrogen and progesterone levels, you will see changes in your menstrual cycle. And what that's going to look like to you is a prolongation of the normal length of time that your cycle uh, lasts normally. So let's say that your cycle is normally about 28 days or 30 days or somewhere around there. If you have a thyroid problem, that's going to be lengthened out to 35, 40 days, maybe even 45 days. It sort of depends on how bad that thyroid problem is. But what's happening is you're having your cycle less frequently because it is longer. Now, simultaneously, you're also going to have problems with conception or having problems with uh, being fertile or having in, uh, infertility related issues. And that has to do with its impact on hormones, but for a little bit of a different reason. So what happens is as a low thyroid uh, impacts your progesterone level, as progesterone levels fall, it's going to lead to an increase in anovulatory cycles. And what that means is you still have your menstrual cycle, but you're missing the key part if you wanna get pregnant, and that is the ovulatory phase or ovulation as it's sometimes referred to. So if you do not ovulate, you'll still have your regular flow, but you're going to miss out on the ability to get pregnant because you cannot have fertilization if you don't have ovulation, right? That's just sort of how it works from a physiology 101 basic level. So low thyroid function is impacting sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone, your menstrual cycle, as well as your ability to conceive. And that's unique to women. So that's one of the, that grouping of symptoms is sort of number one that we all put together. Now, number two, we're gonna be talking about weight gain and the inability to lose weight. So a lot of women will tell me when they start to experience thyroid problems, they'll say, hey, look, I'm starting to gain a little bit of weight. I'm gaining maybe one to two pounds a month, but I haven't changed a thing. I haven't changed how much I'm exercising. I haven't changed what I'm eating. So nothing else is changing, but the weight is continuing to creep up. What is happening is as your thyroid decreases or you know you have a sluggish thyroid your the amount of calories that you're burning on a daily basis also declines as that thyroid function declines so your metabolic rate or your metabolism is dropping in the process so you can imagine a scenario if your calorie the amount of calories or the number of calories that you burn every single day is dropping but the amount that you're eating is staying the same there's going to be a gap in between that and that is what's going to result in weight gain and again, this happens because you're not really paying attention. You're not no, you're doing everything the same, but you're continuing to eat the same amount, but you're burning fewer calories every single day. Not only do you gain weight, but you also may experience the inability to lose weight. So you might have what's called weight loss resistance. And what weight loss resistance refers to is exactly what it sounds. You're, even though you're trying new things or specifically things that you've tried in the past, which used to work for you, they're now not working for you. So let's imagine that you're um, you in the past when you've gained five to 10 pounds, maybe over the holidays or something like that, 
maybe when it's been really stressful in your life, you're like, no big deal. I know what to do. I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to stop eating out. I'm going to do, I don't know, hit or Tabata or something like that. You know what the things that, you know, the things that you used to do that work, you're doing those things now, but they're now no longer working. They're not working anymore. That's a sign of weight loss resistance. And is another indication that your thyroid may be impaired because that should not normally happen. So that's number two, weight gain and the inability to lose weight. Then we come to number three, and that is hair loss. So what a lot of women experience as their thyroid starts to decline is they'll notice that as they're showering or as they're combing their hair, clumps of their hair will be coming out in their comb or you know on in their hands when they're washing their hair in the shower or whatever it is. They'll notice that that hair is is uh, uh, more is coming out than is normal because you're always going to have some hair loss, right? Every time you comb your hair, a little bit of some strands will come out. That's not a big deal. Um, that's just a normal part of the hair growth cycle. Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you comb your hair, you're seeing big clumps more than usual, so much that you can kind of grab it and you look at it and you're concerned. Um, I'll also hear from women that when they go to their hairdresser, they'll get comments from their hairdresser that their hair is thinning or isn't quite the same. Maybe the texture is changing. All of these things can be impacted by your thyroid. As thyroid function declines, you're gonna have a longer hair growth phase, right? So that means it takes longer for the same amount of hair to grow. And that hair is gonna be falling out at the same rate, but it's not growing back as fast anymore. So what that's gonna mean is you're going to see a thinning of the overall head of hair. And again, lots of women get, um, their hairdresser will tell them, they'll give them a heads up and say, hey, maybe you should get your thyroid checked. Something's going on here. But not only will you lose hair on the top of your head, you also may experience hair loss on the outer one third of your eyebrow. So this, if you imagine cutting your eyebrow into three areas, you know, kind of evenly apart, the outer one third is very sensitive to thyroid problems. So if you have just noticed as a woman um, that that last one third of your eyebrow has just vanished, it's no longer there, that's a very sensitive sign that you might, or sensitive sign that you might have a low thyroid problem. Hair loss on the head can be caused by a lot of different things, including things like iron deficiency and um, so on. So that one's not necessarily specific, but hair loss on the outer one third of the eyebrow, that is specific and may indicate strongly that you have a thyroid problem. Next up, we have cold intolerance. So if you are somebody who has a hard or has a hard time um, sort of warming up, let's say that you're, you find yourself that you're always cold, even when it's really warm outside, you're always wearing a jacket, maybe you're wearing socks to bed every single night because you just can't get your feet cold or your toes are always freezing, that is not a normal sign, okay? That's a sign of cold intolerance. That's a sign that your metabolism is not as high as it should be. And that's really linked, again, to the weight gain that we talked about previously. If, you're, if your metabolism is lower than it should be, you're not producing enough energy, you're not burning enough calories, you're not generating enough heat. So that's gonna cause a drop in your body temperature, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And it will also cause you to be colder than normal because you're not producing as much heat as you would normally. So cold intolerance, um, is a big one. It's a big sign that you have a thyroid problem. And this is uh, definitely true if, like I said, if you compare yourself to other people around you, maybe those people are just in shorts and a t-shirt um, and they're indoors in the same temperature as you, the same ambient temperature, and yet you're in, you know, jeans and a sweater and, um, you know, full getup, right? You just can't stand to be cold. That's, that's when it gets concerning. Next on the list would be mood changes. So your thyroid helps to regulate a lot of what is happening inside of your brain. In fact, when your thyroid declines, it also slows down your brain. And what that's gonna cause is, that's gonna result in things like brain fog. It's gonna result in things like decreased attention span. It's gonna result in things like irritability. Um, and it's gonna cause things like depression. So if you have any sort of problems in sort of how you're processing information or getting you know thoughts from your brain out to your mouth and coming out clearly and coherently to the person you're talking to, if you're having problems with that sort of cycle, that may be a sign that you have thyroid problems. Or if you've just had sudden onset of depression, right? Maybe you're just living life and you're enjoying life and then all of a sudden you're depressed for no reason, even though you don't really have a good reason to be depressed, that may also be a sign that you have thyroid. 
Or if you notice, maybe you're more moody than normal. Maybe you're more irritable than normal. Maybe again, you shouldn't be irritable. You know you shouldn't be irritable and yet you can't help it. These are signs that maybe you have a thyroid problem. Next up on this list would be fatigue. So another really common symptom. In fact, if I were to say the, the top three most common symptoms, number one would be fatigue, number two would be weight gain, and number three would be hair loss. And so right now we're talking about maybe the most common sign that you have a thyroid problem, and that is fatigue. So what ends up happening is as the thyroid declines, your ability to produce energy declines as well. So you're not producing as much ATP or what the source of energy inside of your cells. That's what your cells use to produce everything that they need to so that you can function optimally. Now, if that energy production decreases, you're going to have a sense, a subjective sense of not having enough energy. So you're gonna feel really run down. You're not gonna feel like you can get up out of bed. You're not gonna feel like you can go do the things that you have to do, go to work, do the household things that you need to do, whatever it is, take care of your children, whatever, it doesn't matter. People who have thyroid problems do not have the energy to do basic life necessities, the things of life that you must do each and every day. These people also find that they're reliant upon things to produce or give them energy. So that may be things like medications that are stimulants. It also may be things like caffeine or coffee. So if you're somebody who gets out of bed and you can't function until you have your morning cup of coffee, aka your caffeine, that's probably a sign that something's going on either with your thyroid or your adrenals or both. Next on the list, we have symptoms related to your gut. So these are most commonly these are most commonly manifested as constipation and then also bloating or other stomach problems. So what is happening in your in your body is as the thyroid declines, your thyroid is controlling how quickly your gut is functioning or how quickly the transit time in your gut um, is flowing or, fun or moving or functioning. And so as thyroid declines, that, uh, that your gut slows down, okay? And so what ends up happening is you end up with constipation, right? Because food is spending more time in your gut than it would normally. It means, you know, you kind of have a backup and that's gonna result in constipation. Now that also changes your gut microbiome or the bacteria found inside of your gut. And as you change those things, as you change that, those bacteria levels, that's when you might start to experience things like bloating, acid reflux, abdominal pain, cramping, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, fungal overgrowth, et cetera. All of these things um, set up a situation in where you might develop further abdominal issues, but it kind of all starts with constipation because your thyroid is slowing down your intestinal tract. And these are very common. Now, the degree to which you may experience intestinal issues sort of varies. So you could, you could, let's say, have hair loss and fatigue and weight gain and not have constipation but have acid reflux, or you could have really bad constipation and a little bit of weight gain and so on. So you kind of have to put this whole picture together, but these are pretty common signs and symptoms of thyroid problems in women. Next on the list, we have muscle pain and or joint pain. So what happens is as your thyroid declines, you might start to experience pain in your muscles. And in fact, this pain can be so severe that a lot of women who have thyroid problems, they get misdiagnosed as having fibromyalgia because the pain is really severe. And so when you start poking these women, you start testing them for fibromyalgia, they'll test positive when you start poking them in the right places. And so they have lots of pain inside the bellies of the muscle related to the thyroid, not related to fibromyalgia. Now the treatment would be to fix the thyroid and then that would fix the, uh, the muscle pain. Uh, but that's, you know, a lot of people get lumped into that, that uh, wastebasket diagnosis of fibromyalgia without really doing their due diligence and digging into alternative um, uh, diagnoses, which might be causing that very problem. In addition to having pain in the muscles, you might also start to experience pain in the joints. So joint pain and muscle pain can both be related to low thyroid function. And lastly, another common symptom would be changes in your body temperature. 
So as thyroid hormone declines, I mentioned previously, you're going to have a reduction in the amount of energy that you are producing. You're gonna have a reduction in the amount of heat that you are producing because you're not producing as many energies anymore. Your metabolism is gonna go down and all of these things are going to cause, or not, not cause, but they're gonna result in a low body temperature. So the average body temperature should be somewhere around 98.6 degrees. That's not perfect, but you know, kind of around there. If you're somebody who has a body temperature that's one to two degrees lower than that, that is definitely an issue. So if you're not producing, uh, if your metabolism is slower, you're not producing enough heat, and that heat is not warming up your body in the process, which means that body temperature will drop. So that's another really common sign um, of low thyroid function. Now, I would say that this is sort of a late sign. So, you know, things like weight gain and fatigue and hair loss, those will be, those will manifest early. Those will be like one of the first things that you experience. This low body temperature, that's, that's reserved when you start to get really severe low thyroid function, right? Because it has to impact your entire body in order to get to this point. But you should still know about it. So if you are a woman listening to this and you're, uh, you're thinking, well, what should I do next? The first thing that you need to do is you need to know about thyroid testing. Now, most of the time when you go to your doctor, you're going to go to your doctor and say, hey, I haven't been feeling well. Um, I have these symptoms, hair loss, fatigue, weight gain, you know, menstrual problems, you know, whatever it is, whatever uh, list of symptoms that you have. And your doctor will say, okay, well, we'll check your thyroid. Order, they will order one lab test called the TSH and that'll come back and they'll say it's normal. And then they'll say, hey, uh, no, it's not your thyroid. Uh, you can leave. And you're going to be thinking, wait, what? I have all of the symptoms of low thyroid function and yet you're telling me I have normal labs? What, what, what's the, what gives here? Well, the reason that this is occurring has to do with the fact that your most doctors and probably the one you're seeing, the doctor you're seeing, they are not ordering the right lab tests. So I have videos on this very topic, but I at least want to introduce it to you. Um, if you've never heard this before, maybe you're somebody in, um, this is your first time sort of, en you know, entering the world of, of thyroid care and thyroid management. So if that is you, then you need to understand that there is a comprehensive thyroid uh, lab panel or set of thyroid lab tests that you want to get if you really want to look at thyroid function in its entirety. And these lab tests include things like TSH, free T3, free T4, thyroid globulin antibodies, and sometimes reverse T3. Now, again, I have a whole video on that topic. I just want to introduce it to you here now. The next thing you want to make sure you do is you want to make sure that you find the right type of doctor to help treat your thyroid problem. Okay, most, most women will go to their PCP or maybe their endocrinologist, and you would assume that this would be the best place to start, right? Unfortunately, you would be assuming incorrectly. In fact, these doctors are often the worst people to go to to treat your thyroid because of the very reason I just mentioned previously. All they do is they look at one lab test, and if it becomes abnormal, they give you one medication, and that's it. They treat everybody the same. If you're 80, if you're 40, if you're 20, you know what doesn't matter to them. You're just a number. Um, your TSH is that's all you are. It's, you're just one number on a screen, and they're going to treat you the same way. Now, my recommendation would be to see doctors who specialize in a different sort of area um, of medicine, and that includes doctors who specialize in functional medicine, integrative medicine, and anti-aging medicine. You'll get the best bang for your buck, and you'll get the best results by seeing these doctors. Again, I have a whole video on this, this, this topic as well, so check that video out if you want to learn more about that. But again, I just want to introduce it to you here now. And then lastly, if you are a woman experiencing these symptoms, you should know that you still can do things on your own to impact the course of your disease, to impact how well you are feeling. There are things like changing your diet, exercising routinely, um, taking certain supplements, checking for nutrient deficiencies, managing your stress, getting more sleep, and so on. There's a ton of things that you can do right now to help improve your thyroid. So don't, don't assume that you have to rely on medication from your doctor in order to feel better. That is not the case. That is not going to be true. Yes, you might need thyroid medication. Okay, that might be the case, but you can always not eat out and eat healthy foods and eat whole foods and exercise regularly in addition to taking your thyroid medication. In fact, doing these things might make it so you don't need as much thyroid medication or might help you to completely get off of thyroid medication. So always remember that these things can be very helpful. So 
Um, I want to hear from you guys. If you have had any of these symptoms, let me know in the comments below. Again, this is not a comprehensive list of all the supplement or all the symptoms that thyroid patients can experience or women can experience. In fact, that list would probably be about 300 uh, symptoms long. It's a very long list, but these are definitely the most common. So if you've had any of these symptoms, let me know in the comments below. And if you haven't already, make sure that you download my free thyroid PDF resources. I have tons of information all designed to help thyroid patients just like you. You can download those for free at the link below. So make sure you check those out if you haven't already. And that's all I have for you guys today. And otherwise, I'll see you in the next one.